Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here in studio today with Steph Johnson. Listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. Good morning and welcome to San Diego Sessions. I'm your host, uh, Ed Kornhauser, and I'm here with my esteemed colleague, uh, country gentleman, uh, Ian Tordella. Southern gentleman. Oh, right. Southern gentleman. Excuse get it me. straight. Excuse yeah. me. I'm sorry. I got to get my gentleman right. <laughs> uh, and we're here today in the studio with singer-songwriter, guitarist, and activist, Steph Johnson. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for being here. What's up, here. neighbors? You're better than coffee. I feel more awake already. Activist and neighbor. And neighbor. Right. Yeah. Yes. But, I, I mean, we live less than like a, like a minute drive, and I couldn't find your house. Yes. <laughs> I think a yeah. lot's been on my mind. I think uh, I think Ian's Ian's place is the middle point. I live about three, four blocks that way. I know. And you live about three, four blocks that way. Uh, for the listeners at home, I'm pointing in different directions. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, if you want to find out more, there'll be a video on our website later of Ed pointing in different directions. <laughs> yes. Thrilling. Uh, but yeah, we're here to talk about uh, Steph's new projects and her last album called Music is Art. But before that, we have our segment called Inane Banter. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, this is called This Versus That. Same difference. And for our regular listeners, I'm sure you're already fast forwarding to the music, but... For those who are new, you're, you're about really to be you're about to be subjected to uh, this versus that. You're really chomping at the bit for some inane banter. Inane banter. I, yes, I, I understand. I understand. All right, so these are two musicians or public figures of note, and Ed's going to have to pick one and only one. Uh, first up, saxophonist known for his expansive knowledge of extended techniques. He played with Tower of Power and now runs the Saturday Night Live band, oh. Lenny Pickett. Uh-huh. Or jazz guitarist, also known for his extended techniques and use of the seven-string guitar, Lenny Bro. Oh, man. I mean, I love Lenny Pickett. Uh, I was randomly sitting next to him at a concert one time. I just looked over and really? the dude next to me was <laughs> Lenny Pickett. And... Uh, um, Actually, I don't think I noticed that. I think the person who was on stage called him out, gave him a shout out. I looked and yeah, it was the dude next to me. Wow. I recognized him immediately. I just hadn't out of context. Um, he's a great player. I love Lenny Bro's playing so much. I've listened to him for years. My friend Dylan uh, Casey, a guitar player, turned me on to him. We just sat in his house one night and he just kept playing on Lenny Bro records. Because Lenny was really into Bill Evans and he sort of had this pianistic approach to guitar. I thought was so cool. And yeah, very very advanced techniques. His harp harmonics get me every time. Even though as I can recognize the sound of them, but as Steph, maybe you can I don't know exactly know what a harp harmonic is, exactly how you play it, 
but the way he did it, it was so cool. You know, like Russell Malone does at the pick harmonics. Oh yeah, the yeah, chime, yeah. Chimey thing. Yeah, they oh, just yeah. sound cool. They sound angelic when he does them. Um, and he played a lot on like just an an, uh, an acoustic guitar, didn't he? I, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah great but, picker and really great. Really interesting harmonies, very non-guitar idiomatic harmonies. I'm gonna go with Lenny Bro. All right, I love Lenny Bro, and tragically, tragically passed away too young too. Lenny Bro for the win. Okay, next up, these they're not brothers, but you have to pick between bassist Peter Washington or drummer Kenny Washington. Ooh, that's tough. Ah, uh, I mean they're both sort of iconic sidemen. Um. I'd say I've listened to more Peter Washington, and I, yeah, I definitely like him a lot. I'm gonna go with Peter Washington, even that's a that's a tough tough call. All right, and but, of course now we have to go outside of jazz a little bit here. The final, the final decisive question. Uh, he he was best known for his work with Frank Zappa. He was in the band with with George Duke and Ruth Underwood, and he also went on to play with Genesis drummer Chester Thompson, or and I can't get through the segment without saying the word iconic. Iconic tenor saxophonist, uh, heavily influenced by Lester Young, and uh, kind of the same age and era as Dexter Gordon, Mr. Lucky Thompson. Hmm. Those are two. Those are definitely two very different gentlemen. Uh, Chester Thompson was the one who always had the absolutely massive, grossly enlarged drum kits, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. toms upon toms upon toms upon toms. Uh, I mean, who lo- who doesn't love excess every now and then? Um, I mean, I guess I have listened. I mean, I've listened to Frank Zappa, and I've definitely listened to to um, to, to Genesis. I have. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, I probably listened to more Chester than I've listened to Lucky, so I'm probably going to go with, I'm gonna go with Chester Thompson. All right. I'm going to step outside my comfort zone. I'm, I might be wrong. You might have to take some points from Gryffindor from that. Chester Thompson it is. Okay. Well, again, as we mentioned, we're here with our esteemed guest, Steph Johnson. Hello. And, uh, I think we're going to kick it off with a track from Music is Art. This one's called Feel Better. Uh, give us a quick intro on this track. When you feel better, you get better. And when you get better, everything gets so much better. So that's it. Feel better, everybody. All right. Well, well, I'm looking forward to hearing this already. I think I I might already feel marginally better already. I haven't even heard the music yet. Everybody keeps on telling me what is the use. The world is never going to change. Well, now maybe that's true, but back at my house, we are living for the day. And I see the magic inside, I see the beauty every day. the 
Try to take the rights away from us When will we be free To live the life we feel at last Wake up world, this is your chance To make history And if it's not right And you don't think that I'll survive I'll see you at the next party Cause money's never been my thing that you bring that makes me smile feel better come on get better and do the right thing for you come on get better come on feel better and do the right thing for you we are all one love is the back that was feel better from steph johnson's record came out last year 2016 music is art and i do feel better now (laughs) that was so cool well that's good no i i i have been really feeling better in my life the last few years you know health has gotten better my exercise and like just doing what you love you know i used to have this past life doing day jobs and having a bank job and i feel great i get my coffee and i start my day and i do what i love and it's it sounds really simple, but um, you know when you're doing what you love, then you feel so freaking much better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not a job. It's not like a pain to wake up in the morning. I know a lot of people that have a hard time waking up, and um, it's really simple. Just really stick in, stick your energy into what you love, and then all these doors open. I'm really into Joseph Campbell. You know, following mm. your bliss, all that stuff is true, right? Yeah, my my dad used to always say, uh, "Mom told me." Uh, do what you love and the money will come. And I know yeah. we're going to talk to me about the choir and stuff, but I mean, here's the perfect example of me doing what I love and 
honestly, like going into more volunteerism is not where money is, you no. know? So a lot of people kind of were like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to, you know, I just, I put this record out and then, you know, we started the choir for people experiencing homelessness and then it just blew up. It just mm. became this thing. So I, I took a break from touring. I was supposed to go to Europe. I was supposed to promote this album, but it just kind of took a backseat. But now, now we've got like this movie coming out and yeah, we've gotten 22 people housed and, and I just came back from LA and I'm working on a song in England. So it's like, I took a break, but it, it, it actually wasn't any break. It was needed. It was really needed. You've got a lot of irons in the fire. Oh my God. Ouch, yeah. ouch, ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> um, back to this, back to this record though. We're going to get to all of that. I yeah, promise. But uh, back to this record, who was, uh, who's performing with you on that one? So the great, Wonderful friend of ours, producer Kamal Kenyatta. Mm. He's on uh, Rhodes, and he produced it. He helped me with all the tracks. He was on. Uh, he was on our podcast also as well. Guest, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. isn't he killer? What he's a great one man. of the top episodes of 2017. Kamal Kenyatta episode. I know. He is <laughs> his just whole persona and vibe just lends an air to anything he does. I mean, he's a great musician, uh, huge ears, wonderful like presence in the studio, and just one of the one of the coolest, nicest, smartest people you'll ever meet. Just a Wow, what a he's special a, he's, human being. I love working with him. I've been You were asking me when I'm putting out my next record, and I have been writing songs, and I just started to get together with him again, and it feels so good. We, we have a great time, you know. It's great when you meet a person that like gets where you're coming from and is a great partner to produce your music. That's really, like, I feel like I just so scored connecting with Kamau and working with him on this record, and then now he's like, I'm your, you know, call me, like, let's work on the next stuff. So it's really great. Awesome. So, so Rob, Rob Thorson, my lovely husband, he's on bass, upright bass, and uh, Fernando Gomez is playing drums, and then uh, who else? Uh, Curtis Taylor's playing trumpet, great, and um, Andre Pivek, we were talking about from the Czech Republic, a great piano player, young guy who moved to New York, started playing organ. He was in town when we were recording, and he got on a couple tracks to play organ. Yeah, he sounds great. Yeah, and um, oh, and Gmo uh, Gregory Moore, a guitar player, um, who worked with uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire the last ten years, and oh, wow. has played with a lot of great people. So he came and did some little tasty little guitar parts, which was great. And um, I think that's it. Did Kamal play sax too, or did he just? Play? Yeah, uh, Kamal played some soprano sax as well, which is so beautiful. And and you know he's such a great, great, unbelievable musician, and I learned so much just from from every musician and the way they practice their instrument and how seriously they take it. But I remember he was going to come in and record this like short little soprano sax part. And he was like, no, like I'm not ready for that yet. Like I'm still, I'm still like at home working on it. And I was like, really? (laughs) It sounds great already, you know, but he, you know, he's so great at both of his instruments. And so to getting, to getting that instrument really like, like he's in the studio recording. He was like, no, give me a few more weeks. I was like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Wow. He is, he's dedicated. Very dedicated. Yeah. Where did you record? We recorded at Rarified um, over in North Park. Great, great home studio. I know you guys have recorded there. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Our theme song was recorded there. Yeah. But, uh, and doesn't that sound great? I yeah. Mean, they, they do. A, they, that's, that's a great, studio. great utilitarian studio. They have everything. Their gear is fantastic. They're close by. It's awesome. It's a great, great studio. And you wrote all the music for this. I wrote pretty much all the music and all the lyrics. A couple songs were co-written with Rob. Um, like uh, Music is Art, the third track on the album, is actually one of his songs that I kind of turned around a little bit and changed up a little. Um, and I think there might have been another one I co-wrote with him or and some other people, but mostly they're um, my little ideas on my guitar and then your some lyrics. And your, your my guitar. little ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, uh, you did write lyrics to a Wayne Shorter tune, if I'm yes. not mistaken, too. Yes, uh, Night Dreamer. And we put it in four. It's normally like in three. And mm-hmm. 
yeah, we wrote. Um, I actually that was right at the time, um, about two and a half, two ish years ago when, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement was really kicking, and um, there was a demonstration in New York, and I was watching. Um, I was watching these people, like you know, they were protesting, and the protest protesting, you know, police violence and all that stuff, and I just uh, wanted to. Well, I don't know. This is kind of like a maybe we could delete this out. But when when I saw it, when I saw the protest, um, these lyrics really came to me. You know that we are all one. We're human race, and uh, yeah, those lyrics came out like really fast. Wow. Speaking of that, that, um, that inspiration. How does that tie in with the title of the whole album? Music is art. The third song is that music is art. It and, and I say it don't. I know that's wrong. Music is art. I don't belong. But it sounds good when you say music we're, is art. I don't belong in a box. And hey, we're, um, we're not the grammar police. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, music is art. It's free. You know, it's not um, a genre. It's not um, pin. You can't, you know, really great music and really great art, I think, brings you to the moment. And I think it um, makes you feel. And... Um, I think as you're coming up as an artist, there's this need to identify what you do so that people can book it, promote it, sell it, or put it on the radio. And um, I'm an independent all the way, and I have been for a long time. And it's just so great that I, you know, I keep getting to make original music and make my little CDs. I say little. I've used little maybe too much. But, you know, I make yeah. my music, and then <laughs> it's um, not with this idea that it's going to be... Um, oh, that's going to be on this top 40 station or, oh, I'm trying to get it in this movie or I'm trying to do that. It's just really how I'm feeling. Here, it's, it's just you. It's, it's me. just you it's me. on a, rec- um, a recorded version on of a, you. On a little plastic disc mm-hmm. or a little internet file. I mean, that's one of the coolest things I think about music is that as a listener, you can find yourself connecting with these people you have no relationship with, maybe. Yeah. Um, sometimes they live far away. Sometimes they live in the distant past. Sometimes they live in the very distant past and aren't alive even anymore. Right. And you're listening to this. this oh, this, my God. Exactly. Yeah. And you just feel this intense connection with this person. And Some of my favorite jazz singers, like Dakota Staten, who doesn't get talked about that much. I don't know if you've listened to her that much. I but, have not. I don't know that. Name. And like um, Betty Carter. Like, oh, yeah. They had that kind of, ooh, that sharp, like, just ballsy um command and i yeah that that stuff i can listen to that and just be um, really connected to that artist and really feel it because it resonates yeah. in you there's something in you that you you're like oh that's part of my shade that's part of my personality right. and, and there might yeah. be someone who's who lived and lived their entire life had no connection with you never lived even maybe during your lifetime at right. all sometimes and just like wow i know yeah. yeah well talking about this record um i mean what i really enjoy it sounds great and i i can hear you know, for a long time, you played a lot of soul and like what they would call, I'm doing air quotes, neo-soul, but there's tons of jazz influence and it's it's just great original music. But what stands out is like, you do have something that draws the listener in and there's a message. You're not just playing songs like for the sake of, um, we have a great band, we're going we're gonna to get down, but there's a message and a concept behind the music, which is what I think what brings people to your music. Besides the awesome harmonies and your little guitar playing, my little guitar, and, I mean, and your little cool you're grooves. too modest because I mean I've I've sat in with you. I remember we were playing at the turf club and like we're jamming to some tunes and I'm sitting in the pocket and then suddenly it's going up and down, you know, to different keys and there's some hip stuff in there. So for the more musically minded, there's some yeah. Well, you, I remember you got some some what, stuff going on well, in there. What, some I think cool harmonies. Uh, so I remember when I was like first really trying to learn guitar and like um. 
I fired, you know, a piano player when I became like a trio and mm-hmm. I had to become the harmonic instrument that it was a really sucky experience. You know, I mean, it's like <laughs> I went from having a band that toured and did gigs and all that and had a following in a more dance setting, I'd say. I used to do a couple gigs with you back then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we played together a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, I remember playing like the coach house in some places. And, oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that was a long time ago. So um, I asked him out. I was like, you know, is this jazz? You know, like, he goes, it's you. Don't worry about it. It's you. And he goes, what you do, um, your comping and your harmony that you're singing and your chords is the jazz, you know, vibe, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think um, somewhere along there when I started to learn more guitar, I remember I was hanging out with Kevin Cooper one day and he he just was like, I don't know, Steph, one day you'll be playing and you'll be like this. I'm scrunching on my face right now and dancing with my instrument. Yeah, but Kevin Cooper when, does the best bass faces. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> but when, one day Kevin. it'll just be like internalized, you know? And that happens, yeah? Like it gets more and more internalized. So I'm not a, a you know, I do play some jazz tunes, but I'm not like in, the, in the, my bedroom focusing on all my scales and all that. I'm more... Um, expressing myself in that moment and my original music and there is something connected with the voice and the comping and the guitar and I'm, I'm just glad I get to do it <laughs> it's all one it's, it is all connected it's all one it's yeah. uh um yeah I mean it becomes part each influences the other one and how you fuse them together especially as, yeah. a, as a vocalist I love watching vocalists who also play their inst- who also play an instrument and I do the, too especially when the, especially when it's jazz and it's really interesting oh yeah I mean, like we talked many episodes ago with Lori Bell about Ron Satterfield, the guitar yes. player, and the way he fuses the voice with his guitar playing yeah. is is mind blowing to me. Yeah. Like he really it's one thing. Mm-hmm. It's two things, but it's one thing. Yeah, and there's some great, great, great musicians, female musicians I met over this past year, and I actually started a group with um, called Women's Work. Yeah. I didn't even tell you about that, but that's um this drummer Shears at Tenon in New York who's played with um all sorts of big folks to like Beyonce and uh yeah, it's it's awesome. She's totally got her chops and like um Afro a Cuban Latin getting her ass kicked in New York like for real she's great she's the star of the band and Melanie Grinnell on keys oh my god um, she's, yeah. she, I know there's there's someone else who's oh. singing and playing but oh, just just so great either one she'd be a, a master I, at, and then she does both and it just it, it, I oh. am a huge Melanie Grinnell fan yeah. I get so excited when she's on the gig she was with us for yesterday sure, in LA yeah. she's yeah. so cool and yeah. then um, Rob Rob Thorson is our the man on bass in the in the women's work band. We were going to call it Rob and the Ladies, but we didn't. It's just <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Rob and the Ladies is not quite as uh, you know equity minded. He's a uh, terms a, of a band right. name. He's an, he's an honorary woman. <laughs> and then uh, Shauna Tucker, she plays cello, and she's in the group. Oh. And Shauna Tucker lives out in North Carolina, and so we did um, a few shows over the summer, and those were really great. But yeah, meeting more women who like have this. Um, you know, a big bag of harmony and experience and songwriting and singing and their instrument. It is so powerful to be around. I mean, of course, men too. It's nothing. I love my men, but there's something really important happening right now with women yeah. and with um, women having more equal equality. You know, equality is really important and it's yeah. so empowering. I remember we did our first concert together in San Diego at Panama and uh, Shada said, you know that some, like everybody had their phones out. They were like, you know, <laughs> like, like what's, what are these ladies doing? Yeah. You know, well, what's I mean, happening? Well, I don't want to get into a whole side topic, but ja- I mean, being in jazz or music, it's, it's worse than working in Silicon Valley or whatever. I mean, there's hardly any, any women doing it. Yeah. I mean, and, but I think that's about to change. If you go to Gilbert's so. jam session well, and you see all the kids mm. that okay. are interested, it doesn't matter like 
what gender they are or what instrument they're interested right. in. They're there and they're just having fun and, and throwing down. Well, so. thanks to all these music programs like that Gilbert runs and every all the great musicians in town that keep giving back and teaching kids. It's, I mean, how I see meet so many women, young girls yeah. that are playing in their instruments. I mean, we're that's t- awesome. I meet so many young girls that play guitar and sing. I keep meeting. Yeah. We're talking about Gilbert Castellanos, local trumpet player. And yes. His, uh, his uh, Young Lions Jazz Conservatory, which I think Rob mm-hmm. Rob teaches, or your husband, bass player, guest of the podcast as well. Rob Thorson teaches that as well. Mm-hmm. And all, yeah, all these kids. I, it's I mean, scary. Yeah, I, I, I always <laughs> joke, like, I think they're putting something in the water that's turning these kids into, like, monsters. Well, you know what it is? In in San Diego, in our music community, we really actually dig each other. We hang out. We know each other. Yeah. I mean, we love each other. Part we of our whole city vibe. We're, yeah. you know, I mean, we do. We're yeah. having a good time. And so in an actual supportive environment, in positive feedback land, people actually, like, do good. Yeah. <laughs> right? Don't they? Yeah. Wow, that's such a strange concept. It's such a strange concept. I, <laughs> I mean, thought jazz was all like about that movie Whiplash, you know, uh, some negative reinforcement. I thought it was all about just dancing and La La Land. Or, no, like, no, well, tap dancing, you know. That's true. Music is for for the people and about the people and about um, who's there for me when I'm performing. And um, and if nobody's listening, I mean, it's you know, it's for me too. You know, I'm digging what we're doing and and in my little my yeah. little world. But if people dig it and get in there, it's for them. It's for us you know, to bring people together. So speaking of bringing people together, that's a great segue. When Rob Thorson was on the show, he gave us a little bit of info about this, but you you have a wonderful organization that you run along with a few other collaborators called Voices of Our City Choir. Yeah. 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 Um, like everybody, I think, in San Diego has noticed an increase in homelessness and more and more people living on the street. I was born and raised here. And I, I you know, actually, just a little background on me. My mother's disabled. My I grew up, um, we always had housing, but... Um, Sometimes we didn't. Sometimes we moved in with my grandparents and stuff, and we didn't have a lot of money. We were getting food from food distributions and parking lots. So I get that. I get being on the poor side of life, you know, and um, and the struggle, you know, and and not everybody's got uh, the same the same home life and the same parents that care and the same ride to school. So I can just see, you know, I, I just look at each situation as. You know, I, I mean a lot. I meet a lot of homeless kids. Oh, okay. So we started this choir for people that are homeless, right? I got all right. Should I do this again? Was that no, okay? No, Is it confusing? Okay. But of all the people that I meet in the choir and the people that that we made this choir for, um, was basically to give people a voice. People, you know, when when you be, if you become homeless, which can happen to anybody. I meet engineers. I meet self. I meet employed people that don't have, don't don't have a job. Yeah, that, they can't that, afford. That was one of the most when I realized that that actually there's a lot of homeless people who yeah. have jobs. Yeah. Like that was such a, I still can't wrap my head around that. So I, you said in my little introduction, I'm an activist and that, that word is kind of scary to people, but I went to city council and I did this presentation and I thought, okay, like here are these people that have no housing and they keep getting ticketed and they keep getting hated on by everybody. They can't get out of the situation. I mean, you need, you need support and community and, and services to go to the person and they need housing. So, um, a year and a half ago when I went to city council and I did this presentation, they kind of, my elected officials at the time really kind of looked at me like blankly, you know, like they didn't care. Maybe they cared, but it was just like this. It was like a wall. Now, a year and a half later, you know, a lot of our elected officials have adopted everything that we've said and asked for. And it's, the choir has done more than we could have ever imagined. Not only have we changed and pushed the needle and people are talking about more compassionate ways to approach homelessness, We've gotten 22 people housed in their own housing in a year. People have gone back to work. 
Um, people have hope has returned. People look better. Uh, we just had our holiday concert, which was marks the one year since we had our first concert. Wow. And a lot of people in the audience told me the biggest thing they noticed was um, the health and the wellness. And that's real. I mean, so, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I'm a swore, I'm not swearing, but there's a lot of crap happening in the world. There's a lot of stuff that's making us feel um, not empowered. And what I hope is that we all feel empowered to make a better change for ourselves. But the, the world that we're in, don't, you know, there's a lot of negative stuff coming at us all the time. And it's to confuse us, it's to distract us. Stay focused, stay focused in your circle, stay focused in your community, and you can make huge things happen. Yeah. And there's a lot of misconceptions about the homeless. I remember I got into it with an Uber driver or a Lyft driver once about it because we were driving through downtown. He was like, no, no, no. I mean, it's a vicious cycle. Once once you get caught up in it, it's really hard to get out. It's like getting stuck in a tornado. Um, and I was explaining to him how like, yeah, a lot of people have jobs. They just can't afford it. Yeah, well, we yeah, have a housing yeah. crisis. Yeah. So, the, so you and I and you, I don't know about you guys, but I can't afford a market rate housing in San oh, Diego. No, I me mean, neither. So you, I rent. You, you drive down the street and you see all these cars on the street. That's because so many people are living together in housing, right? And like one place. So um, the people that are affected by homelessness is not who you think anymore, right? No. We have 22,000 homeless kids in San Diego that aren't even included in the count. Um, that's just because schools report who's homeless. So th the more I got into it, and then I also, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, we got this great weather. People love to come here. And then I found out 70% of people became homeless. People that were living here and working here became homeless while they were in San Diego. Sure. So and it's, that's because our rates are, you know, our housing rates have gone through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. So the people living on the margins that are paycheck to paycheck, this has grown. This is a huge, you know, people deciding between rent or medicine or food. That's that's not a that's not a world that I believe in. That's not. A, I think we can do better. Yeah. And I meet people every day who feel the same way, and the movement grows. That's good. So well, I can't believe it's only been a year with the choir. So you guys have had so much growth, and it's just really amazing that it's calling positive attention to this issue and, yeah. and you know bringing people together in a positive way and catching the attention of like city council. And, yeah. Well. Well, know. because well we're activists. I mean, we go every month to city council, and we are the only group. Um, of that's an organized group of pr primarily homeless people that go and speak out uh, on behalf of themselves and other people. So I'm really proud of that. I mean, they, I'm, I'm one person, and yes, I had this idea, and yes, I called the people and the players to make it happen, but it would not be happening if it wasn't filled with all these other open-hearted, badass people who just want to make it happen. Um, yeah. It's really beautiful. It, it's, it totally changed my life for the better. I mean, it really did. <laughs> of course. We made a movie. Yeah, we're about to... Yeah, the latest thing you guys were involved in, you guys just were involved in shooting a documentary, and it's right. called The Homeless Choir yeah. Speaks, right? Yeah, and that's that was made by um, <clears throat> Susan Polis Schutz, who uh, started Blue Mountain Arts in the 60s, 70s. Um, it was the greeting cards with this, uh, the watercolor and the poetry and like a silhouette. Hmm. But her and her husband were a great team, and they made this un unbelievable business of like, um, their art, and now she's a, a really wonderful friend and a philanthropist and a filmmaker. How did you? She, how did you? Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. How did we find out about it? Yeah, how did you connect up? Yeah, she saw the news feature on uh, PBS NewsHour about the choir, um, and uh, she was really moved. And she contacted me, and it was such a crazy um, time. This year has been really crazy. Everything. I think when a project is supposed to happen and something's supposed to be, you just it just like punches you in the face and you're like can't stop and you're just <laughs> like I literally was like oh my god. I mean pulled. Every bit of this year, um, th sometimes there would be 
a criminal hiding out in our shelter and I'd have to deal with somebody on the run from the law. That was like how the year started. Oh boy. And then I'm, I'm trying to protect and, and help and save, you know, the futures of all these other folks. And I mean, the intensity of my year, uh, I almost had like two mental breakdowns. I mean, it was so un- unreal. You I was working on, like... You take on a serious burden I was working, emotionally. I was working like 16 hours a day every day for like a while because we have a shelter. We're trying to get people housed. We had this insane interest in the choir. So my phone blew up. I, I if, if people want to reach you, people start calling you. It's so weird. I was like, how'd you get my number? Oh, I was at this party one time. I met this person. I was talking to them. I knew they knew you. And I, don't know. I was like, oh my God, it was crazy. Hmm. So anyway, so I got through all that and we met this lady. She made this wonderful documentary. Now it's going to be on a PBS. Um, when is that coming that's out? That's coming out between March and um, the summer. And that I just found out it's going to be on like 100 stations. Oh, that's great. There's also, that's there's also, no, listen to this, you guys. Then there's two weeks of screenings, five times a day, two weeks, mm-hmm. one whole week in Los Angeles in March. And then um, two days later, a whole week starts in New York City in Greenwich Village. That's fantastic. And the cool thing about the film, I mean, my friends and a lot of musicians and a lot of people that live maybe... Um, close to the margins already, yeah? So like we we understand the struggle of trying to make our bills maybe or trying to make, you know, a, a little living here in San Diego. The best part about the movie is that it really shows who's experiencing homelessness and that the um, old perception doesn't really apply anymore because uh, we've let greed take over and create a man-made housing crisis. So you see engineers, you see uh, people who had master's degrees and just had this experience, lost their housing, and they're not criminals and they're treated like criminals. So the cool thing about the film is that you see, you know, you see the police throwing their stuff away. You see like the struggle. You see how hard it is to get out of the situation. And um, I know that um, a lot of people live in their bubbles and they live in their gated communities. And this, this is like a great like invitation in to see this issue and it's beautiful it's with music and it's it's most people who've seen it so far i haven't even actually seen it our pr guy saw it and everybody that's seen it though so far says i'll never look at homelessness the same and that's really like i can't think of a i mean for the sacrifice and the near breakdowns i had this year and everything i sacrificed i cannot wait for this movie to come out and show my friends in the choir and show their <laughs> life and and get to tell the story all over the nation i mean we're working on maybe potentially yeah getting to travel with the film or great. i mean it's unreal i saw the trailer for it and there was interviews and there was a couple lines that really struck out at me one was a woman talking about when you see somebody homeless you're just seeing that one chapter in their life you're not seeing their beginning you're not seeing how they ended up there yeah and there was another man who talked about how you know they had a place but they were just one paycheck away and then he had a stroke. And then that's, that's you know, that's hard to recover from. And then when you're already on the edge, that's just it. And then you're into the cycle. You're into the tornado and it can't get out. A lot of people in the choir have uh, dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression. And it's really dangerous on the street. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some, one of the... One of the criticisms I hear sometimes is that, you know, they say not all people that are homeless want to be helped. You know, some people want to be out there. I said, okay, sure. But we want to help the people that want to be protected and they want housing again. We want to help the people that are not criminals, you know, that just got into this situation and now have no voice. But it's pretty cool. Now we got this big voice and a big movie. Hey, yeah. hey, and all these concerts. We do sometimes like 15 shows in a month. It's unbelievable. That's fantastic. Yeah. So again, the 
documentary is called The Homeless Choir Speaks, uh, but the trailer is up already. Where can people see the trailer online? And yeah, and it's The Homeless Chorus Speaks. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's okay. No, the I'm Homeless sorry. Chorus Speaks, and it's um, available. You can see the trailer on my website, which is stephjohnsonband.com, or you can see it at the uh, choir's website, voicesofourcity.org. And there's also links to uh, contact us if you'd like to get involved. We're always looking for community members who would like to come join us. It's really a positive experience. Our choir practice every Friday at 11 is um, so joyous. It's really epic. And sometimes we need food or, um, you know, if you feel like you want to kind of contribute and bring your talents down, we can definitely use it. But check out the website and see what we're all about and if you'd like to come see us. And again, that's voicesofourcity.org. So we're going to get into another track, and this track is actually featured in the upcoming film. This is called Maybe. Maybe that's why we are here To see when one of us is cold And maybe we're not too see that the time is now to be bold forget about what you've been told there's a new religion of freedom it's called Listening to San Diego Sessions. Subscribe on iTunes or listen online at DirtyBoulevardRecording.com. 
Hi everybody, I'm guitarist Serena Drew, and here's your jazz forecast for January 1st through the 7th. On Monday, January 1st, guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his regular Monday night jam session at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights from 9pm to midnight. There's no cover and it's 21 and up. On Wednesday, January 3rd, trumpeter Gilbert Castellanos hosts his regular Wednesday night jam session at Panama 66. Listen to the best jazz that San Diego has to offer right in the middle of Balboa Park. Music is from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Come early to see the Young Lions play from 6 to 8 p.m., featuring up-and-coming musicians from around the city. On Thursday, January 4th, saxophonist Rob Dove and his trio continue their first and third Thursday residency at Panama 66 from 6 to 8 p.m. Trumpeter Gary Rich hosts his first Thursday jam at Beret Southern Bistro from 7 to 10 p.m., featuring Jason Chatill on piano, Dean Hewlett on bass, and Russell Bizet on drums. Just across town, there's a new jam session at the Ken Club, hosted by saxophonists Robert Dove and Ian Buss. Music is from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. There's a $5 cover, but musicians get in for free, and you must be 21 or older. On Friday, January 5th, New York pianist Lenore Raphael plays at the Handlery Hotel in Hotel Circle from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., joined by bassist Rob Thorson and drummer Duncan Moore. There's no cover and parking is validated. The Friday Happy Hour is a regular series put on by Holly Hoffman, so stay tuned for more great jazz. Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate, an intimate series in the Plaza Bar at the beautiful Westgate Hotel. Music is from 8 to 11 p.m. Saturday, January 6th, Join me, guitarist Serena Drew, as I perform at Mr. Peabody's in Encinitas at 4 p.m. with Wylan Winchell on bass and Wesley Biasi on drums. Gilbert Castellanos and Arlene Damasco present Art Meets Jazz at Bread and Salt in Barrio Logan for a special one-night tribute to pianist Horace Silver. Doors open at 6 p.m. with a jazz pop-up art exhibition with art for sale. Music kicks off at 8 p.m. with Gilbert on trumpet, Rob Dove on sax, Sam Hirsch on piano, Dean Hewlett on bass, and Ryan Shaw on drums. Food and drinks are available for purchase inside. Tickets are $20 online and $25 at the door. Check Facebook for more info. The Matt Smith New Jazz Trio will be starting off New Year right with a concert at Dizzy's, featuring new and original music. Drummer Matthew Smith leads and is joined by pianist Ed Kornhauser and bassist Mackenzie Layton. Music starts at 8 p.m. Tickets are $15 or $10 for students, and all ages are welcome. Vocalist Allison Adams-Tucker is joined by pianist Danny Green and drummer Julian Cantelm at the Westgate Hotel downtown from 8 to 11 p.m. On Sunday, January 7th, the Whitney Shea Quartet plays on the patio at the Bernardo Winery in Rancho Bernardo, playing some high-energy jazz and blues from 2 to 5 p.m. No cover in all ages. Vocalist Leonard Patton and our very own Edward Kornhauser play their monthly first Sunday engagement at the Turf Supper Club in Golden Hill from 8 to 11 p.m. There's no cover and it's 21 and up. Happy New Year, everybody. This is guitarist Serena Giro and you're listening to San Diego Sessions. You're listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast. And we're back here on San Diego Sessions, coming to you almost live from Dirty Boulevard Recording (laughs) Company. We're here at an undisclosed location right outside of downtown San Diego. Uh, Again, we're here with our guest, Steph Johnson, and we heard a track, we just heard a track called Be Light. 
with the jazz calendar there. And before that, we heard her beautiful composition, Maybe. Uh, but maybe now it's going to be time for our weekly segment. <laughs> the This is called, we call this one the San Diego 7. Wow, that Try was to, smooth. That was real <laughs> oh, smooth. Maybe. Man, wow. That's what they pay me for. Yeah. This is the. Wait, we get paid? <laughs> There's no pay in music. <laughs> Featuring our very own. Ed Kornhauser, this is the San Diego 7. This is the San Diego 7. These are seven rapid-fire questions. And they don't have to be strictly rapid-fire, but uh, and the, we'd like you to answer them from the top of your head and the bottom of your heart. Okay. Oh, good. All right. Number one, what's the first thing you thought of when you woke up this morning? Coffee. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> iced espresso, three shots on ice. This is... Holler. That's exactly what this is. How'd you know? <laughs> With a little splash of coconut milk. Oh, I do a little half and half. Mm. And agave. Oh, sweeten it up agave, a little bit. A little sweetener. Ooh. Ooh. I like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> uh, number two. How old were you when you wrote your first song, and what was it about? Mm, I think I was 20, 20 years old. I think I wrote a song about my brother. About... <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I love my brother. And I remember it was this long, long track that went on for like eight minutes. Like, I was in a studio somewhere, and some guy let me just go loose, and I just was singing and, like, played, like, two chords. I'm sorry. I'm not giving too much of an answer. No, but then please. I remember I was so excited that I heard myself on this recording, and I was just thinking about this the other day, and I played it, and my brother was, like, much younger, and he was, like, he's eight years younger than me, so he was, like, oh, my God, that is the cheesiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but I loved it. I wrote a song for my brother. That's so cool. <laughs> um, number three. Off the top of your head, uh, what's the most beautiful place you've ever been? Cinque Terre. I've heard about that in Italy, yeah. We were just on our honeymoon, and it was insane, you guys. It's all those little villages kind of on the coast. Got some ladies in your life. You want to do a right. Airbnb, 100 100 euros for an evening, and it was a $300 flight to Italy. Well, that's not bad. No, Norwegian. You guys got to do it. And then the food and the coffee, and it's on the Mediterranean. Oh, my God. It was insane. That sounds like a dream. It was a dream. And you walk all around. You can't even drive anywhere. And you're walking up these little things. And it's like that artist with the painting with the stairs that go up and down and all around. Mm. It's like yeah, all these stairs. MC Escher, yeah. MC Escher, yeah. It's really, really fun. <laughs> really great. Really relaxing. We were right on the water. And the water was beautiful. And there's no predator fish in the water. I'm, we're big ocean swimmers. And I was like, are there sharks? And they're like, no. It's just little tiny little baby fish. And you can see 30, 40 feet visibility. It was so gorgeous. Wow. Go there. Go okay. there right now. Deal. You Deal. can afford it. I'll be back in the day. <laughs> We'll finish these when I get back. Uh, number four. I'm bringing this one back, I think. But uh, what's something invisible that you wish people could see? Invisible? Invisible. Wow. Um, love, potential. Hmm. Yeah. Not, not the outfit, not, the, not what someone on the exterior, but you could see their soul. Absolutely. That would change the world. What? Way more empathy mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, number five. When you write, does the music come first, or do the lyrics, or do they both come together? I'd say the music usually comes first. A melody, a groove, and then the lyrics. But sometimes lyrics come first, mm. and um, and sometimes they're coming at the same time. Oh, well, so all the above. All of the above. All the but, above. But I'd say the music is first. I'm sitting down, I'm usually practicing, or playing something, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, 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 I like this little pocket right here, and then you... Develop it, that. It, that's the seed that germinates mm-hmm. into the whole song. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, 
Number six. Can you tell me something rad? Can I tell you something rad? What is today? Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. It's yeah. Wednesday and it's the holidays. Oh yeah, Christmas is You guys a- got to come over and see my Christmas tree. It's totally epic. Wow. And it's all decorated and we have a couple girls that are staying at our house right now and we're having a wonderful holiday season. That's rad. Is that rad? That's super that, rad. That it's very rad. rad. That is rad. Also, I'm, I'm and making sure... this is episode 20, so that's pretty rad. That's also pretty rad. All right. Oh, okay. You know what? You want to know what else is rad? Naps. And we all deserve them. Mm. And so this month, I made sure <laughs> that I have more downtime because I've, you know, it's picking up right at the top of the year. So. After that year you just mentioned, yeah, I would want to just nap for a month. You got you to gotta nap. So... That's also rad. Is Napping. hibernation a thing? Can we do that as humans? You have to make sure you do it. Yeah. And you get it. Everybody deserves it. Right. Naps for all. Naps we were, for all. We were Naps all for days. Naps for days. <laughs> do uh, you even nap, bro? <laughs> so rad. Okay. Uh, number seven. And this is our this is our uh, standard. We ask this. This is number seven every time. And I'm not going to interpret it for you. Just answer it as you feel like. Bacon. This morning, yes. Coffee with your bacon. Yeah, bacon with your coffee. Inflex. I love their BLT mm. with like just a little smudge of extra mayo, mm. and then it's on a focaccia bread. Mm. So good. It's great breakfast. Rob Thorson lets you keep all that bacon in the house. Yeah, no, I know he's a little vegetarian nut. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> but in France, you know, don't even try to think you're going to be a vegetarian in like Europe, like in France and oh, stuff. Yeah, he they was actually the first, think you're. Yeah, the first meal we Ill. had, he was like, oh, "I'll take that steak." I was like, "You're having a steak." It's like, what else am I going to eat? I think well, that might be my favorite trio of all time is bacon, lettuce, and tomato. It's, I don't even like tomato, but in that context, mm. I know, right? Mm, I it, know, I love it. Whoever discovered the BLT, I'd like to thank. I know. Um, well, great. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you so much, you guys, for doing this and we, making this a thing. 20 episodes is a big deal. Yeah. You guys are doing this. I saw your little press recently, the, the mention in the UT. I oh, think. yeah. We never mentioned that, but we do have, we did get a, an oh, article. About the podcast City in City Beat. So if you check out for our listeners who aren't in town, if you Google SD City Beat and San Diego Sessions, you can read our little our little rundown there. And a nice little pro, nice little professionally done photo of us. So we look Very, all nice. You do. We we do have faces for radio, but in that particular case, we look good. <laughs> um, so before we take it out, uh, do you have a few upcoming gigs or projects you'd like to get in a quick plug for? I am going to be at NAMM this year with my band and a couple of fabulous backup singers. That's yeah. And, um, and NAMM is a the mu- big music convention. Yeah, in music Anaheim. convention in Na- Anaheim. All you, what does it stand for? National Na- Association of Music Merchants. That's and all it. you Southern Californians probably already know exactly what we're talking about. But yeah, it's a really fun hang. Um, I'm excited this yeah. this year. This year, so I'm you guys playing, are playing the a showcase. I'm or? playing the Marriott stage at like 6 p.m. on Friday, which cool. is like great because everyone's cruising out of the the thing and i'll have everybody with me like melanie and curtis taylor on trumpet and uh, mandy joe on backing vocals and sarissa mcqueen have you heard her do you know oh my gosh no. yeah so that's epic so triple vocals yeah and then i'll that. do some spots for my guitar does melanie sing some backups too you she go does quadruple. she can she can Dang. yeah and then uh let's see that's it so january uh, um you know with the movie coming out and stuff and everything it's like now I'm just trying to keep all my ducks in a row and just make sure everything's updated and I'm rested and and he and healthy 
for the, what's coming. So January is kind of like a mellow, like the rest of the year and January, I'm kind of letting be mellow. But in February, we're doing a screening of the film and perf- lots of performances um, in San Diego. And that'll be on the website, voicesofourcity.org and stephjohnsonband.com. Uh, I think it's going to be the 21st or the 22nd of February. And then in March, um, it kicks up the screenings in New York and in um, Los Angeles. And we performed in L.A. yesterday. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people uh, were there from ABC, NBC, L.A. Times. So some good press is happening there. So I'm just trying to, like, make sure I take naps Mm. and I'm rested for whatever's (laughs) coming. I mean, it's not like I necessarily have, like, a bunch of gigs right now, but it there are yeah they're yeah. coming you know they're yeah. coming and you've also got a, a song you're working on that's going to be promoted in England as yeah, well yeah when we were in England uh, a good friend of ours Pete he um, he said hey I wrote this song and he showed me some of the lyrics and I said oh can I change the chords up and I wrote this song about the anti-fracking movement you know they're really trying to ban fracking fracking is an environmental disaster and uh, in Scotland they were able to ban it and in um, Totnes where we were at this guy Pete um, and the anti-fracking movement are really trying to get um, some change happening there and to get it banned and the attorney that's helping them in Scotland is helping them in England so anyway so I wrote the song they really dug it Kamau produced it we went in the studio and um, I just need to finish the vocals but that's going to be edited together and circulating in England and with them um, you know in here too great cool and it's called uh, Rise Up I it's think. called Rise Up and there's a video for it coming as yeah. well cool Rise keep, we'll, keep up. A, we'll keep a lookout for that so definitely let us know when that movie premiere is, and we'll be sure mm-hmm. to get it on our jazz calendar yeah. um, in San Diego. That's going to be incredible. Uh, but again, yeah, we really want to thank you for being guest big number 20 on the show. Ooh. And Let's it's celebrate so, with Fish it's so amazing, the Street. all oh. the work you guys are doing with the <laughs> choir. And for all our listeners, whether you're in San Diego or not, please check it out at voicesofourcity.org correct yeah we might be coming to your city soon yeah and you can check us out check out the movie on pbs this next year and you can also find out more and hear more of steph's music at stephjohnsonband.com thank you so much you guys thanks for listening everybody thank you for coming in steph you are really rad you are so rad you're rad dot com
butterfly go by and when I look at you oh my soul can neither true that you are here with me and I I'm here Listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser, performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller on drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artists. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. <laughs>